I'm going to be reading from the 139th Psalm. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. You know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness, you follow behind me. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days, you planned them for me. Every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. for today thank you that this is the day you made Psalms 89.8 says this oh Lord God of hosts who is mighty like you your faithfulness also surrounds you I want to share with you this morning what the Lord laid on my heart about my dad and I want to tell you that when you read a story in the Bible, like, for instance, you might read about um, Daniel or Joseph, and in that one story, in that one moment of time, we see the complete story. And we cheer and we cry and we celebrate their victories. But most of all, we see through the journey the faithfulness of God and the way that he works from the beginning to the end of their life. And today we celebrate Robert Foster, my dad. And as I considered his life, what I see, what I see is the utter faithfulness of God all over his story. God knew him intimately and was faithful to him every step of his life. And he would love for you to know and experience what he discovered to be true. His journey was not easy. He was born during the Depression. And his father left their family by the time he was three. So life was pretty tough for mom and the two brothers. And they didn't really have much and they had to work really hard to survive. And they were not a church family. But that did not stop the faithfulness of God at work on his behalf. During his later years, as you've already heard, um, my mom entered the story. And at an invitation to youth group, Dad went with her. And it was there that he encountered the person of Jesus Christ. 
And he chose and he said, I'm going to make Jesus Christ my personal Lord and Savior. And do you want to know what the results was? It was an unbelievable transformation. Dad was headed one direction one moment. And in that one second of time, everything shifted for him and everything changed. And he turned the other direction. He became like a brand new person. And his goal in life became knowing the Bible and serving God in every area of his life. Can you see the hand of the loving father working in his life? See, I see the faithfulness working on his behalf. So off to Bible school they went, and then into marriage with mom. Two hearts drawn together by the love of God. Dad loved the word. And he spent a great deal of time learning all about the one he had encountered. And as I reflect, I can see God drawing him, moving in his story putting him in the right place at just the right times, orchestrating events in my dad. My my dad might come to know him more. Linda, my oldest sister, came along. And then Mark, he's the brother I never met. And he added joy to their life. And then during their very first pastorate in Oregon, my brother Mark got really sick, and they discovered that he had a cancer And the church encouraged my mom and dad. They said, go back to your family. Go back where there's love and support. Go back for this journey. And so they went back. This family faced some pretty difficult challenges. Losing their son, who was just three, was one of them. And and it's amazing to hear them talk about the stories because you see how God sent just the right people at just the right time in their life. And God's faithfulness to this young couple was a powerful testimony. His word tells us this, and I believe that through that journey, they learned this so true that God is with us, that God never leaves us, that we're not alone. And my my parents discovered these truths and found them to be life-giving. My parents were poor. (laughs) It's amazing. None of us kids even understood that. We didn't know that at all. And through the years, God in his faithfulness provided for them. Over and over, God met them beyond their expectations. All through dad's 94 years, God poured his goodness and blessing over them with houses and cars and meeting their needs beyond what they could ever have thought or imagined. Robert lived in the faithfulness of God, and it never stopped. It never stopped. But it wasn't just provision that God, that they were a recipient from God. It, God sent missionaries and pastors in areas where they lived that caused God to, cause dad to grow in his knowledge and understanding of who God was. Linda tells of one of the churches in Montana that he became good friends with a a pastor from an assembly of God. And I believe that in that there were seeds planted in dad and hunger rose up and, and his relationship with God flourished. God blessed them with lots of children. They had eight. 
And I have to laugh at the humor of God who gave a man who was raised with only brothers, mostly girls. Not only that, God empowered a man who knew no father to become the father of all of us. Dad would tell you that it was God in his great faithfulness that made him able to be a father to us. I find it just astounding. It also explains some of his interesting ways. There were rules, trust me. My reflection through the years of Dad's life allows you to clearly see God moving in every detail of his journey. One of my favorite verses is from Psalms 37, 23. It says this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. That's truth. Dad became a great pastor. His sermons were always powerful, and people were mostly drawn to him. He pastored in churches in Montana and North Dakota until he landed in Wisconsin. And his churches were never large, but God continuously used him in the lives that were sent to him. God's, my dad's heart really was missions. He wanted to go on the missions field. From the beginning, he wanted to do that. He never did that, but God gave him a different kind of mission field. People that were presented to him throughout the years. And he made a difference in their lives by revealing the love of God to the people and showing them how incredibly faithful God was. Through the years, I watched him face challenges on his knees. I can remember in one house we lived in, right off the kitchen was a room that was his office. And I went running in there one day, and there he was down on his knees talking to God. He was a man of the word and a man of prayer, and that is a powerful combination. It it didn't take away the difficulties, but it empowered him to walk boldly through them, knowing that God was working, hearing and answering. And he encouraged us to pray, to talk to God because God cared and loved us. Dad came into an interesting experience in the 70s called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He held this experience for a whole year before he ever talked about it or shared it or did anything with it. And that was a great learning time. And I see in that process how God was moving in him, directing him, and drawing him deeper unto himself. He was asked to leave that church he pastored following that experience and I was 16 at the time and I found the whole thing extremely disturbing but it was there where the truth of God's word from Romans 8 28 begin to take root in my heart and those of my siblings that we know all things work together for good to those that love God to those that are called according to his purpose and you could see God working in his in his life directing his steps leading him onward. The whole experience caused God to become, caused dad to become a better pastor and to be able to communicate the heart of God to people in a powerful way. 
his ministry headed into deeper places in God, and it's really how he ended up in, in Wisconsin. It's a long story, but it's a crazy story of, of connections with people that brought him to this place. Yes, God faithfully took him from one place to another, bringing good and glory out of each one. And our home was one where the word was held in high regard. And not all of our siblings came as we came into adulthood. And further down the line, we came into an understanding that we had stuff in our heart that a lot of people didn't ever have. They never knew it. They didn't know any of that, how the word was so implanted in our hearts. We were shocked that at what we knew that many didn't. And let me tell you, in a household of six girls and one boy, it holds a lot of challenges of its own. And I can remember that things were not always, it wasn't the easiest. And we gave dad a lot of trouble. I won't tell you who was the most difficult because it might cause a ruckus in this sanctuary this morning if I were, but they know. <laughs> but honestly, it was our parents' steadfast love of God and their praise, prayers that saved us from our own willful ways. It really was. We all pr presented challenges of different kinds, but undergirding all of that thing was God's faithfulness working in our lives on our behalf for Dad. And God, God drew each of us one by one into a personal relationship with him, God faithfully answering my parents' prayers. And our parents prayed us through our rebellions, and I proudly stand here this morning, and I declare that every one of Robert Foster's children love the Lord with all their heart and serve him in multiple ways. That's a testimony. You see, this faithful God is the God of generations. He's the one who sees the greater picture. He is orchestrating details and events to the answer the prayers of that man. The man who chose to say yes to God when he was 17 years old. And his pr prayers actually are continuing. He hasn't seen all of the answers, but he will. Because the word says that call upon me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And my siblings and I stand together as a tribute to his life and ministry. Our stories continue his story. We stand as a banner speaking about the faithfulness of God. Each of us took different paths. And each of us had wrong turns. But dad knew that God would faithfully bring his children and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren, and so forth into the saving knowledge of the Savior one by one by one. God told Dad he would, and Dad believed that. And it was called righteousness for him. Deuteronomy 7, 9 is a beautiful verse, and this is what it says. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. 
So my dad never built buildings. He never spoke in stadiums. He never traveled the world. He never even wrote a book. But God used him over and over and over to transform lives. And he made a difference in the lives of those that God gave him. He changed his children's life, who in turn changed their children's life, who in turn are changing their children's life. So God is the faithful God of many generations. And I watched as my parents grow older that God met them over and over again, providing them with a home all on one level, meeting their needs financially beyond what they could ask or even imagine. He was faithful to them through the whole journey. And I watched with awe at the work of God in their lives, all because that's who God is and that's what he does. Lamentations 3.22 says this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Verse 23 says, great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So he is good to wait quietly for it. So it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So why did I tell you this story today? I truly believe that God would want you to know that making a decision to serve Christ was the best thing he ever did. He'd want you to know, too, that to actually know the God that he served, to know for yourself his love, his mercy, his favor, and his faithfulness. And I'm here to declare that his story doesn't end at death. It continues on. In the lives he's ministered to, it continues on and on, actually into eternity. And a brand new chapter of his life has just begun. It's called heaven. And we rejoice with you, Daddy. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. Please forgive my stumblings. take a few minutes to just remember and to share if two or three of you'd like to share a memory or something about Robert we'd love to hear what you have to say but before we do that I have a story the very first time I met Robert was in a Bible study at a Baptist church um, I just got a job in a grocery store in that town and the guy that ran the grocery store wanted me to go to his Bible study on Wednesday night I thought, well, okay. So I went to this Bible study, and I'd gotten saved um, in the Jesus movement about six months before that, so I was really on fire. And so we went to the Bible study, and he taught, and I listened. And after the Bible study, I asked him if I could talk to him. And he said, okay. So we went aside, and I told him all the things he said wrong. (laughs) I was serious. I mean, it was bad. But he took it pretty graciously. And that's not the end of the story. Because then about two days later, I met his daughter. 
And I wanted to ask her out. And I knew if I was going to ask her out, I was going to have to apologize. <laughs> so I went over to his office and, and I explained why I was there. I wanted to apologize. He took that pretty graciously too. You know? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> but the rest of the story is we got married and lived happily ever after. So anybody else have a story? And uh, I, um, uh, I didn't put it the way I thought it should be. He said, you did not use that ruler. I told you, you need to measure everything that we put on here. He got the ruler out. He measured. I was one-eighth of an inch off. <laughs> he let me know. <laughs> I'm just so thankful for the legacy that he has left for us, this church, this community, and all who knew him. I'm just so thankful for that. And one of the things that, as I was thinking about uh, his life, and when I first, first uh, met him, I was at the church in Walworth in, at downtown, and I was cleaning and then here comes somebody up with a motorbike. And I thought, ooh, who's that? Had a helmet on and everything. I was shocked it was Pastor Foster. That was when I didn't know that he, he rode the, the motorcycle uh, bike to church every day to, to uh, come. So I was one shocked person. I'm from the Brick Church, <clears throat> and a few years ago, uh, we were without a pastor, and so our uh, committee talked it over, and we said, well, how about Pastor Foster? Now, most of Pastor Foster's church came from the Brick Church, in case you don't know that, but that's wonderful. And so I called him up, and he said to me the first thing, he says, are you sure you want me to do that? I said, I can't think of anybody that preaches the word any better than you do. And so Pastor Bob came out and was our interim pastor for, I don't know, a number of months. A great, wonderful man of the word. So we were so happy to have him do that. About 41 years ago, my dad was terminally ill in the hospital. And I was on the way to the hospital because my mother couldn't drive and I had my kids, they were real little. 
And so I'm about a mile from the hospital, and the presence of the Lord just filled my car and said, your dad's okay. Well, I pull up to the hospital, and out comes Pastor Bob. He said, your dad just accepted the Lord. So I didn't say anything. I waited about two weeks, and my dad goes, your pastor came, and I thought I'd better make it right with God. probably have too many stories I could tell but the I was trying to remember one of my earliest memories of grandpa and grandma and they lived in the duplex and we were visiting them and it was breakfast time and <laughs> they had something called grape nuts and we were sure we would love them and they said just pour a little bit because it goes a long ways and we said no no we like them we want a lot of them and so she said but if you pour them you are going to eat them and Grandpa was certain that we were supposed to eat all of our cereal that we poured, and we poured really big bowls. It was very hard. I don't think I actually did finish eating them, but that's one of my funny early memories, that seeing Grandpa stand there going, eat your grape nuts. Anyone else? Most of my memories of my grandpa are just of um, him speaking the word um, and some encouragement. But I do have one, um, one side effect. I, when I went to take my driver's test, I was blessed by the guy who was um, testing me in the car with me. He looked just like my grandpa. He called me right down. I did make a couple mistakes, but I passed the first time. So anyway. Well, I met Bob when... We were living in the country in Alamosa, Colorado, and uh, I didn't really meet him right away, but this brother Gerald uh, was come across the field and played hide-and-seek with us. And then later when we started school again, I got acquainted, uh, kind of naughty, I think. I wanted to, I liked him, and I wanted to be his friend. And he was up with some other guys. I don't know, I can't remember exactly how I got him, but I got him. <laughs> and he was always good to me 
and I cared very much for him. So that's all I need to share. Well, uh, Edna, Edna, I can tell you how you got him. He was movie star handsome, and you were movie star beautiful. Yeah. I, I always, when, as a young man, I loved my Uncle Bob. There was just something, I'm going to use the word charismatic, but I think it's the favor of God. But there was always just a spirit about him that was attractive. And I saw him, his soft voice, his way of talking and communicating, and um, and again, the movie star handsome. And I'm a straight guy, by the way. <laughs> but he just was precious. He just had a precious, precious spirit about him, and I think that that's what made him so attractive to so many people. My grandpa's always been the preacher and the wise guy and the person who studied and prayed and did all the things for so long. Um, but what I loved um, remembering were the moments when he just let go. The moments when he and grandma would be sitting on the front and we'd be all gathered with all of our family and something ridiculous would happen and he would just lose it. And he and grandma would be snorting and laughing and like crying and like practically falling on the floor. And I love that he could enjoy life as much as he worked hard at it. And that just um, is a, a huge value that I've taken in my own life to just know that when it's hard, there's still things that you can find to be grateful for, that you can still find to laugh at even if it's yourself. Would you stand with me? We want to close this time of celebration and remembering Bob. And as we do, we want to pray and ask God for his blessing on us. And so I want to ask you to pray with me. Father, we thank you for Jesus' victory over death and for the grace and love that shares that victory with us. Comfort us in our loss, but deepen our trust in you and our strength to live for you. God, you are the faithful God, and you stand beside us all the time, every day, faithful. You are so faithful. We praise and thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.